right, welcome into the Skull Purple Purple Podcast, everybody. Uh, of course, my name is Tony, aka Steggy, aka Steggy Stories, aka Still Sad from the Giants game. Uh, <laughs> super excited to be back uh, here in the off season on the podcast talking Vikings. But today we're going to do something a little bit different. We've got comedian Drew Harrison in here with us back on the yeah, podcast. Uh, appreciate you coming back, Drew. Super excited to have you. How the heck have you been? I'm doing great, man. Uh, ended uh, 2022 great. Starting 2023 awesome. I'm feeling feeling good, man. Been uh, been doing some traveling. I was up near your way. like Not quite your way, but I was in Michigan, Grand Rapids, a few weekends ago. And uh, I'm not built for that snow. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's a different deal, man. We just got through quite the snowstorm here. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're quite out of the snow the snowstorm warning uh, <laughs> or whatever it is, winter storm warning, but yeah. I think it's supposed to end sometime today. But we just got like two feet of snow uh here in the Twin Cities. And that's I mean a, that it's just a thing you live with, huh? I mean, not really. I mean, it's so bad, Drew, that even here. They're like, no school. Like, just nope, don't even go yeah, outside. Okay. Like, they don't want right. anybody out there. Uh, that's still a lot of snow for us. So 24, 24 inches is a little bit uh, too much, Good as God, they like man. to say. I, yeah, luckily when I was there, I drove in. We had we were there uh, one show Thursday, and then we had two shows Friday and Saturday. So I was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Drove in on Thursday. Was great till about three-fourths of the way through Indiana. And then it got a little, started getting a little dicey. Whenever I'd go under a bridge, I'd, I'd do the little, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I get to yeah. my hotel, I check in, I'm good to go. And while I'm there, it drops like eight, nine inches Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm just like, <laughs> how am I getting home on Sunday? <laughs> so I had to dig my car out Sunday morning. I waited till like 10, 11 to hope that the trucks had made it through the highways. And uh, for the most part, they did. There were some dicey parts getting out of Michigan, but yeah. I, I made it. And I just hats off to y'all for 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 doing that more than I would want to. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I mean, there is a benefit, Drew, to that the grind, right? Like the, you got the snow, you've got the cold. See, both you and I grew up in in the South, and. Yes. Uh, you know, the crazy people that'll be outside like a seven 11 or like a BP at like two o'clock in the morning. Yes. See the snow. We just freeze them all out. Like they don't, they, those people don't. That was exist. nice. Yeah. I didn't yeah. feel scared walking from the club. Cause I, I mean, I obviously wasn't driving. So I had a little bit of a walk from the club to the hotel every night and I felt good. Cause I mean, who's going to get, who's going to try to, I'd be messed up to get robbed at, in 20 degree weather with snow falling down. <laughs> yeah yeah whoever's whoever's sticking you up they'll be like all right can, can you hurry it up i'm like i'm really cold <laughs> right like who we play what do we play who can run on snow ice the best <laughs> yeah ex exactly exactly yeah and that's you know as a big guy i like to just kind of like a penguin just kind of go face first yeah yeah just go belly first <laughs> there it's you like go a, okay it's like a luge it's yeah. like a luge there you yeah. go <laughs> um well i certainly appreciate having you back drew yeah, obviously it's been a longer off season. I'm not rubbing anything in. This is just the truth. <laughs> hey, um, I was ready for it, man. I was, you know me. We talked last time. I was good with it. 
We you know, won more games is, than I wanted to, to be honest with you. We're not, I'm, I mean, we're like a week difference. <laughs> I mean, the Vikings <laughs> did not look good against the Giants. Obviously lost in the wild card round. The Panthers, just like you alluded to, you know, the last time we talked, they were still hanging on. I mean, they still had a chance uh, there at the end. And uh, God, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, my question, and this is actually kind of a a little a little segue, but you know, actually, I'm not going to segue into it yet because I do want to get some Super Bowl thoughts from you first, okay. if you wouldn't mind. But yeah. I will. I, I guess maybe I'll hold on to my question until we get past some Super Bowl banter okay. here. But I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm wondering if, as you mentioned, maybe it would have been better for the team had they lost a few more games there towards the end instead of hanging on. And then the other aspect is if they would have maybe been able to, you know, find their way into the playoffs, does that have implications for the head coaching job? So uh, you don't need to give me your answer yet. We'll talk about that as we uh, get it, get in here, but I guess we'll kind of keep on path. What were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? How did you like it? Were you rooting for the Eagles chiefs? Where were you at on the Super Bowl? Oh, my wife is a big Chiefs fan, so we were pro Chiefs over mm. here. You know, so she's she's a Kansas girl, true and true. <clears throat> I forgot been, about been that. A, you mentioned a Chiefs that. fan since birth. Her whole yeah. family they got candles they light. They got this whole ritual. It, it was it's a thing, but yeah, it, I it, think it they was, call it a seance. Really. Yeah, whatever it is, it worked. So, yeah. uh, I, I seeing it through her eyes, you know, seeing get a little worried, especially when they were up at halftime. But I just I enjoyed the great. It was a great game. That was one of the better Super Bowls we've seen in a while. It went down to the wire. You know, you didn't just a lot of times. I'm thinking of like those that terrible Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl where it was over by after the first quarter. So it was entertaining. I enjoyed the commercials. I enjoyed the halftime show. Uh, just all around good Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I enjoyed it as well. Did you, what were your, you know, were you pro holding call there? Did you feel like, I, I, I'll say this, I'll give you my very short take in the moment. I thought it was a bad call, or I at least thought it was a tic tacky call. I thought, you know, you got to let them play huge spot. It's a little, eh. but you know, the more I was able to digest it and the more I kind of heard the answer. It analysts, was a hold, you know? Yeah, it, it was what it was, you know, you, you, it gets called, and uh, you know if they saw it, they got to call it. If they don't call it, then you know then you have the reverse problem, right? Where there's you know now they're now getting picked apart penalty. either way. Exactly. So at but, least uh, go by the letter of the the law, and by the letter of the rule, it is a hold, and they called yeah. it. <clears throat> I, I think to err on the side of it that you made the right call. Yes, it does suck to be the deciding factor. But I mean, who knows? You know, what, what if he would have dropped it? Yeah, you never know how the play would have played out, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I, and neither team for me, uh, it just, I wanted, to be honest with you, I wanted Bengals and, uh, you know, maybe Niners or, you know, I, I actually, my team was the Bills. I really wanted the Bills to, to make it, you know, further in. But so it was what it was for me. I was just a football fan watching a Super Bowl, as you mentioned. It was it was a very entertaining Super Bowl, um, you know. And as much as it pains me to say this, because as a Vikings fan, 
we are not too keen on the Eagles. Uh, but, uh, you know, good for Jalen Hurts. I think that yeah. one of the, the takeaways for me was just it, it hopefully this silences some of the the detractors or the doubters because I thought Hertz looked good for, I mean, like last year, last year, I, I, I said, I think this kid's got something. Like, I think this kid's talented. I don't think he's, I think he's here to stay. Uh, I saw enough from him that um, I really thought they could build a team around him. And then this year, obviously we saw what, what happened. Um, I mean, he went toe to toe with the heir apparent best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh, what hold your head high for sure like Jalen Hurts hopefully you know you don't want him to turn into like an injury story at some point yeah so I just you know you hope he stays healthy you know hope he continues and I don't want to see the Eagles there every year but I want Jalen Hurts to shine so maybe maybe you know a contract dispute happens and he has to go to another team and I can actually pull yeah you never you never know not I mean, the, the QB uh, carousel that is every year. I was going to say, not that the Panthers would have any interest in a new quarterback or anything. God, man, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm just happy we haven't already pulled the trigger on a vet that hadn't worked somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, not to be honest, that is one of the uh, the talking points I was going to go through. Kind of a natural segue. Uh, I'll just toss it up on the screen then. Uh, obviously, it sounds like, at least right now, that uh, Darnold is the guy in 23. Do you, I mean, what do you hope for? It sounds like Derek Carr, there's slim to no chance that he comes to the Panthers because there was yeah. some grumblings. And then there was a report that came out just recently that said, eh, they're not really in the mix. It's probably the yeah. Jets or, you know, whatever. I just don't want them to go to the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds like that's, there's a high probability there. My quick take, by the way, on that is I believe. I actually think that Carr will go to the Jets because I think the only other player that the Jets really are eyeing is Rodgers, and I think Rodgers is going to drag his feet too long. They're not going to want to wait, yeah. and they're going to they're going to sign Carr. What are you talking about? He came out of his darkness trip. retreat. Yeah, he came back. Yeah, I don't know if you heard. We got six more weeks of winter. So. <laughs> six more weeks of him being undecided on what he's going to do with his future. That's right. I don't know, man. I've said since this whole you know off season started with Rodgers and the drama it's just all a bunch of smoke and mirrors for him to end up back in green bay uh, that's yeah I, I, think- I was a very strong advocate that he was going to leave last year and boy did he get me so i don't know <laughs> i'm keeping my opinion out of i'm keeping i don't know what he's going to do cuz he's a crazy person yeah i just think that he w- he's trying to push the team into committing more resources, equity, etc. Um, in either the draft, free agency, and then take and a pay cut. Oh, he's not going to do that. He's going to pay for all these. <laughs> he retreats. can't complain about not having any tools if he can't. Yeah. If he's commanding 50, 50 million a year just to himself. Well, he's he's got to keep up that ayahuasca habit. Well, he's going to be making Jeopardy money here before too long, so he'll be all right. <laughs> this is true. Um, well, do you hope to see, and I, maybe this is a dumb question, but do you hope that they roll with Darnold in 23 or where are you at? Will you, you want him to pick up a veteran? If so, do you have any, you know, ideas or prefer? No, I'm good with Darnold. I want him to, you know, uh, kick the tires on Matt Corral. We, we took him in the third round for a reason. Give him a chance. 
uh, at least in practice, you know, a full year because he was he got hurt immediately, so he hadn't done anything. I want to see if Frank Wright can do any kind of magic with him. But yeah, I'm good with Darnold because the options out there, I'm okay with. I don't want Jimmy G. I don't want Derek Carr. I don't want any of these quarterbacks in the draft this year. Uh, I say we go with Darnold and 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 tank for for uh, for for uh, that uh, <clears throat> May Drake uh, Drake May from uh, from OUNC. Keep him oh. a hometown guy. There you go. Yeah. You don't like any of the quarterbacks coming out of this draft? I like C.J. Stroud, and I think we'd have to give up too much to get him. So I'm good with it. Yeah, I don't. I think I, I I'm never the. I've never been that guy. He's too small, but I don't want Bryce Young because I feel like he's going to be hurt every other game because he is too small. I'm sorry, you do have <laughs> to take a hit. Like, do you see the size of the edge rushers nowadays? Like, come on. Yeah, and they're fast too. They're, they're so big fast. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just afraid he's going to get smacked. Uh, and I don't like Levis. I think he's going to, I think he's going to, uh, he's got Ryan Leaf written all over him. I'm good. What do you think of Anthony Richardson? A lot of, a lot of Vikings fans feel like they want to go into, you know, get a little, get a little Anthony Richardson action if they can catch him falling in the draft. I think that's smart for a team like you guys. Cause it, it seems like you're going to roll with Kurt for another year or two, right? Yeah. So that would be perfect for you, a team like you, because he is, I think, out of all the quarterbacks in this draft, he's got the most just natural talent. It's just, is he going to be a long-term project or is he going to pick it up? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You see flashes, but then you also see moments that are like. You just get so scared of the long-term projects. Like, tell me a long-term project that worked out. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Skull Purple Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network and our sponsor, DraftKings. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about DraftKings here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Uh, I personally play a lot of daily fantasy, so now that the NFL season is over, I've shifted my focus uh, to a lot of basketball lineups, so certainly tune in if we want to talk a little bit more about uh, the daily fantasy. Uh, But now that we're past the All-Star game, I like to play some 50-50s. I also like to play uh, some of our big tournaments, Uh, so cash games and also some of the larger tournaments. So super excited about the second half of the NBA season, and DraftKings is the place to be. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you do see our show notes for details. Again, thanks for watching the show, and let's get back to the action. Yeah. 
Oh, I agree. And to your point, I mean, I, I, we've got, we've got Kirk under contract for one more year and the general, you know, train of thought for most Vikings fans, the consensus is that we're going to probably draft a quarterback where in the draft, we don't know. And then, um, you know, it just depends on how the front office feels about the guy they get, you know, does he sit behind Kirk for a year and then we kind of move on or, do you extend Kirk another year to two years? Probably fully guaranteed because that's how Kirk tends to roll. And, you know, more power to the guy. Um, you might as well, right? That way a team can't cut bait and he understands the leverage he has. So, um, you know, but I'd be fine with that if they felt that the prospect that we had, uh, you know, was actually something where maybe we only commit, you know, another year or so. So, because who's your backup? Do you have a project? We don't, we don't, we've got uh, a guy you may remember, but he, uh, Nick Mullins, who actually oh, started God. for San Francisco. Oh, yeah. If you've watched any in nickel and dime episodes, you know how I feel about Nick Mullins. <laughs> well, we had Sean Mannion, who was absolutely the worst backup I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. What about Kellen Mullins? Did y'all cut that guy? Uh, he, we did cut him and then he got okay. picked up somewhere and I think he ended up on a, on a practice squad. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, I, I think what hurt Kellen was obviously, you know, if he would have had crazy talent, he would still be on the team. But also I think what hurt Kellen All was long-term projects. Well, and he came into a team that was falling apart, you know, with, with Zimmer, like that whole staff was, <laughs> was in shambles. There was a lot of tension because everybody knew they were on thin ice and then you had COVID. So, and then he got COVID like in training camps. So then he was out. Like it just, there was all these factors that came into play that just, it wasn't conducive for anybody and especially a guy that needed to develop. And, uh, you know, Zimmer it's hated so, the pick. So. It, it blows my mind how you can say all these quarterbacks are, compare him to whatever prospect this and that tell him they got these this tool and that tool and i am now more than ever a firm believer in it all matters on what team they go to yeah yeah it like trevor lawrence floundered under urban meyer and then you get doug peterson in there <clears throat> and he's fighting with the best of the best in the afc yeah yeah no i i mean and i think it's so important to have good coaching around these young guys. And I think that's where like veteran coaching comes in and veteran coaching. That is, I don't want to say necessarily tailored to the position, but at least you've got a really good offensive coordinator. If you don't have a good head coach, that is an offensive minded coach. Like you need somebody on that side of the ball that is, has, has done it before has, you know, coached a high level and knows how to push these young guys and develop them. Because like you said, we've seen it from inexperienced coaches and we've also seen it not to bring it back to the Vikings, but where you've got a guy like Mike Zimmer who really could care less about the offense. Um, You know, he was very defensive minded. The only thing he asked from his offense was basically don't turn the ball over that. That's it. Just don't mess it up. Like that was, (laughs) that was it. And, uh, you know, for a young quarterback, um, being asked to be perfect is it's next. That's, that's the thing, man. And I, I was so happy with the, the way the draft fell last year. And I wish that would become more of the trend. And I know it's going to go right back to the way it was this year. But those quarterbacks didn't go in the top 10 last year. Yeah. 
they went to situations that were actually good for them. And now look, Sam Howell looks like he's set up and he's going to be given every chance to succeed in Washington. Pickett's getting like he got beat up a little bit in Pittsburgh, but they they competed. You know, they still were a good team. And I think another year under his belt, he's going to be good to go. Uh, I'm trying to think who, what other, uh, Will, poor Willis is going to get eaten alive in Tennessee. I don't think that's a good situation for him. Yeah. Cause he's a good few years away from being NFL ready. And he had to play a decent amount last year. Like they went out and got another quarterback because they're like, this dude ain't cutting it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I agree with you. It would be nice to see guys that have time to develop. And it does seem like, the, the other trend that I've seen is that uh, unlike where luck, where Lawrence got lucky in, you know, round number two with Doug Peterson, right. obviously he didn't get lucky with Urban Meyer. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of these guys that are thrust into a starting spot right away, they're also thrust into a starting spot with an inexperienced coach or a coach that's bounced around the league <laughs> a bunch. Um, and actually, you know, I'm going to use that as a little bit of a segue only because you know, kind of talking about coaches that have been around the league a little bit. Obviously, we had the big signing Frank Reich, uh, the Panthers moving on from Wilkes, who I know you were a big fan of. I know us in the uh, Skull Purple podcast, my cohorts, Carson and David, uh, we actually talked about this in a separate podcast, just the three of us, uh, as the coaching changes started to come out this offseason. And all three of us agreed that we were disappointed to see Wilkes go. We're all big fans. And, uh, you know, nothing against Frank Reich, I guess. Um, but I mean, uh, we, we, we didn't love it uh, yeah. as outsiders. We didn't necessarily love the head coaching pick. So I would love to hear from somebody that really is like a true blue fan of the team. How do you feel about the Reich situation and how that's all shaken up? I feel better about it now that I've had some time to digest it and see the staff he's putting together. I love the staff he's putting together. Although Dom Capers, what was that at that press conference? My guy spray on hair or something. I don't know what that that caught me off guard. But I love the staff he's putting together. Man, I like uh, Caldwell. I like Deuce Staley. I like uh, uh, the Denver defensive coordinator. I can't think. Of, <laughs> every time I go to talk about him, I think I forget his name. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> but uh, I, I I think we got a new offensive coordinator that just needs a chance to shine. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I wasn't big on it to begin with because I, I was happy with Wilkes, but I get it. We needed. I, I think if anything, we definitely needed an offensive-minded coach going forward. Because our, yeah. our defense is young and starting to figure some things out, and our offense is all over the place. So we needed an offensive-minded coach, I feel. And I, I'm, I, I just lean more towards offensive head coaches anyway because I just feel like defensive coaches – I've had John Fox. I've had to run the ball up the middle three times and punt it and play defense. You know, I don't I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to watch that on Sunday. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, too, the league, it's going towards a, you know, an offensive driven league, right? That's that's what puts butts in seats is points and, you know, offense, offense, offense. So you see, you know, the the way that the referees, 
you know, again, we go back to this issue, but you, the way the game is refed, yeah. the way the rules are set up, it's really to, to support the offensive side of the ball more than the defensive side, in my opinion. Um, and so because of that, like you said, it, it almost makes sense for teams to be a bit more offensive mind because that's the way the league's going. It's the way the rules are going. Um, so you might as well lean into it. And I think when you, when you go against the grain, especially with guys that are, I'll just say it a little more old school. It just, it feels like they can be good, but they can't last like deep into the playoffs. Like something always happens where, you know, you're going to find a, a team that's so good offensively that they can figure out how to score enough points because usually teams that are crazy good on defense are usually what? Not very good on offense. Right. Um, so then it ends up being like, oh yeah. And then they lost 17 to 10, you know, or something like that. I'm um, I'm I'm I lean more towards I want an exciting football team. Yeah, the record will work its way out. Like I would much rather have an exciting team that loses in the fourth quarter than a boring team that gets beat nine to three every week. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I think nowadays, what really makes sense is to have an offense that is <laughs> progress, like a progressive offense that's kind of up to date with today's NFL. And then a defense that's aggressive. It seems like that's the rest of break kind of thing. Yeah. Well, Ben, but no, not break, but also willing to, to, to blitz and be creative. Well, I, I mean, think, that's what know, the formula Kansas city followed this year. They're like, we yeah. don't have the best defense, but we're just going to throw whatever we got out here. And it works. <laughs> exactly. It's just to make the offense feel uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that was not, not to, not that you weren't going to ask Drew, but I'm just going to offer, I'm going to offer it up to you unsolicited. Um, you know, as Vikings fans, we uh, are really excited about the new addition to our staff, uh, Brian Flores, uh, us bringing Brian Flores on, because I can tell you our defense was horrible this last year. I mean, that was the Achilles heel of the Minnesota Vikings. And look how far you got. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Teams with bad defenses but decent offenses get way farther than teams with bad offenses and good defense. Oh, exactly. You know, and it's just it's one of those things where I I didn't I didn't expect a lot out of the defense, but my gosh, if it's third and four, let's not play ten yards off the ball. Like, I mean, come on, you gotta get up there and press. I get that, you know, you're worried about you know, leaving these guys hung out to dry, but I'll be honest with you. They're leaving themselves hung out to dry because they're terrible. So it doesn't really matter where you put them. You might as well blitz them. Um, y'all, y'all might need. Y'all might be due for what a, what the Panthers did a couple years ago in the draft and go straight defense every pick. I, I would be fine with it. I yeah. I've been advocating for pretty much that on uh, here on the podcast. I think we went through last week or our last episode. We talked about the needs, you know, needs of the team. What's number one? And I was like, man, linebacker and corner, you know, you pick one. That's 1A, 1B. Um, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, lots of excitement heading into April. Um, we're definitely not a one-player-away team, but I don't know. I think the Vikings are going to regress this next year because we're playing a first-place schedule. Um, it, it's it's ugly. Like it, Our schedule is going to look nasty. And, um, but you know, you never know, man. I, I thought the Vikings, I, I didn't think they were going to be 13 and four this right. last year. So, right. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, and that's kind of a nice little segue into our last segment here, Drew. 
what do you want to see from the Panthers in 2023? You know, what are you looking forward to? I know we talked about the coaching changes, but you know, what are you looking for them in the draft? And what do you, where do you kind of see them in 2023 or where would you want them to kind of focus? Uh, I really want them, you know, to, to start implementing, you know, Frank's way, get his coaches in here, see what players we got that fits in with what he sees the future. And I, I think 2023 is going to be a filling out year. We, we still are not going to figure out long-term quarterback situations. So in the draft, I just want us to get the best players possible. I, I, I would love them to go in with not even with a you know game plan, just best player at that spot, get it, you know. So I, I just want them to beef up the roster, see what Frank wants to do going forward, get his coordinators in, get their philosophy in there, and just kind of see what this identity of this team's going to be and just kind of get a sense of what – because, I mean, under Matt Rule, it was chaos. So just yeah. if if Frank can just show us a little bit of I got this, I think it will go a long way. Yeah. So, so what you're telling me, or you know, if we it starts falling apart, tank, get it high, get a high draft pick, get that quarterback, because next year's quarterback class is going to be pretty crazy. I feel like Caleb Williams from USC, Drake May. I I, I think it, it it should be interesting. What you're telling me, Drew, is that Panthers are Super Bowl bound. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, not Frank Wright would be legend status if he pulled that off. Yeah, yeah, he probably have to build a statue out of bronze. It it would go up for like immediately. Yeah, put one in your house, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Drew, that's all I really had for you in this episode. Again, awesome, you know, thank you for being a friend of the podcast. Of I don't course. think I mentioned this earlier, by the way, but again, Skull Purple Podcast presented to you by the Pigskin Network. Uh, so we are certainly happy to be a part of the network. Did want to throw them out a shout out here on the episode. Uh, Drew, before we cut away and end today's episode, I do want to pitch it back over to you where everybody find your amazing content. And do you have any tour dates coming up? Where are you going to be at? Yeah, man. Uh, check me out. <clears throat> uh, Instagram's probably my favorite social media uh, at laugh with Harrison. You can always check out drewharrisoncomedy.com. Got all links to everything. I got the special out on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to it called based on a Drew story. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, I've got some great dates coming up, man. I'll be in uh, Nashville the first part of March. Got a run in North Carolina in the middle of March, and then also again at the end of March. Be at Bay Harbor, Michigan with Dusty Slay on March 25th. Make sure you get tickets for that. Uh, be in Indianapolis March 26th at the Sunday Show. Be at Dead Crow Comedy Club in Wilmington, North Carolina, March 31st and April 1st. So, yeah, just check out all the dates and more after your comedy. Dot com. Definitely go check it out. Drew is very, very funny. Um, love the the special. I've listened to it. Uh, my wife has listened to it. We all awesome. love it. Thank you. Thank um, you. So very, very good stuff. Uh, appreciate you having. Appreciate you coming on the show. And of yeah, course, yeah. I appreciate having well, you. Thank you for having here. 
we just like to spread love. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, just getting yeah. a little uh, a choked up about it here, Drew. We now, we really appreciate having you on. You're always welcome back on the podcast. For everybody that's watching or listening, again, you can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you catch your podcasts. Um, like and subscribe. It definitely helps the channel if you are on YouTube. And if you're on one of the other uh, platforms like Apple and Spotify, leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. We love to see your comments, and um, we actually like responding to them. We just came out with a video responding to one of your comments on YouTube, so go check that out about a prospect uh, or draft prospect somebody threw in the comments. So thanks again, Drew. Appreciate your time. Uh, as always, Skull Vikes, and we will catch you guys on the next one.